Most movies are made in studios with big budgets. But not these. No, these sequels and prequels are crafted on the fly. Today! You'll never see these movies. Hello and welcome to another episode of Making Number Two. On the fly pitches for sequels and prequels that shouldn't exist. My name is Marty Scanlon. I'm Allie Gordon. And we are your co-hosts and pitch masters for the terror and the horror that you are about to witness in the mm-hmm. next 25 minutes. Turn away if ye be wise. For if ye not, they'll burn your eyes. Very good. That's that's uh, That basically is a, a an old story about how a bad, unnecessary sequel caused a man to go blind. What was the sequel? It was the sequel that I'm coming to you today with, which oh, is a so this sequel. Is a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale, exactly. This is a sequel to the. Hmm, I was going to say family. I guess it's family. It's um, it's Hook. That's a family. Is, movie. Yeah, it's a family fantasy film starring uh, Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman. Would you um, not already consider it a sequel to Peter Pan? Eh. Hmm. I mean, it literally is saying, "What if Peter Pan was an adult?" Yeah, that's true. So this is a sequel of a sequel. Yeah. Okay. A threequel. Okay. Okay. Well, here's here's my pitch. Hook is about Peter Banning. What would happen if Peter Pan grew up and became a boring investment banker or whatever he is? Yes. Um, you know, in the rat race. It is weird that we have so many movies now about a classic childhood icon who has grown up to be a boring investment banker, which is also the plot of Christopher Robin. Huh, you're right. Like, what if this kid who had such a big, wild imagination and loved these animals so much that they, like, basically came to life in his own mind and also, like, the real world was actually really boring? Yeah, it'd be like if Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes grew up to be a pharmaceutical salesman. You know that if, what's his name, Bill Watterson? Yeah. If he wasn't so incredibly tight with his, like, copyright, there would be a movie where Calvin grows up. And is a boring investment banker. And Cal- and he has to find Hobbes in the closet and be like, oh, old friend. And he's like, come on, let's go on an adventure. And he's like, oh, I can't. I'm a, bo- I'm a boring investment banker now. Yeah, see, and but I, I like to think also that if Bill Watterson wrote it, it would not be that. No, no, no. You're not. saying the Hollywood shitty version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm if saying Bill Watterson so wrote it, he would just be an insane Hollywood. adult, which I would think is amazing. Um, well, anyway, we're talking about, so right. So Hook is about this, you know, this guy who becomes a banker or whatever. He goes back to Never Never Land and has to learn how to become the Pan again. Why does he have to go back? Because his kids get abducted That's right. by Captain Hook. That's right. Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Or just Hook, as they call him in the movie. Um, great, great movie. Kind of weird and strange, but I think a, a mainstay of everyone's childhood. Mm-hmm. Or at least every... Anybody who's in between the ages of like 20 and 30, I feel like, all watched Hook as a, as a kid. Yeah. Um, great, great character performances from... Uh, from Bob Balaban, friend yeah. of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Bob Balaban. Wait, he is not really Bob great. Balaban. Fuck, I always say Bob Balaban, and I mean... Um, Who do you mean? I mean the guy from uh, Bob Hoskins. I always yeah, say you, Bob Balaban. you really do always say that. Let's cut that, so you don't seem like an embarrassment. I'm going to leave that in now. <laughs> what? Great character performance from um, wonderful character actor Bob Hoskins as Smee. Um, just all-around great movie. Rufio, the weird skunk guy with the red hair. Yep. People people love this shit. It's, it's a weird, strange movie, but it's great. So, in that movie, Peter Pan grows up, becomes this boring person, has to go back and rescue, and in the course of rescuing, find himself as the Pan. Yes. He rescues his kids, and he fights off Captain Hook. Captain Hook's last moments are him basically kneeling before Pan and saying, I, I, you know, I, you, you win. You've defeated me. Please just let me leave with my dignity. 
and you know he and peter pan goes um again haven't seen the movie in like 20 years but i'm going to give you the word for word summary he goes i want you to take your ship and go and i never want to see you in never never land again and he shakes his hand and hook pulls out his hook and cuts peter pan's arm and goes fool james hook is neverland then all the lost boys hold up clocks and Hook gets freaked the fuck out because the guy hates clocks. Yes. That's that's the truth. I mean, that's in Peter Pan, too. Yeah, the guy hates clocks. And this giant... He hates clocks because he thinks that the... The crocodile's coming. crocodile's coming. So he killed a giant crocodile. The crocodile resides in the middle of the city as a clock tower, as a, as a, a sign that, like, Hook killed the croc. This croc fucking falls down onto Hook, and the last moment we see of Hook is him getting gobbled up as this giant croc statue falls mouth first he if you look there's a weird shot where it looks like he jumps up into the crocodile's mouth which is very strange but he gets gobbled up by this crocodile sort of he mostly gets crushed to death right but then they go and look he's gone the body's gone he's not inside the croc's mouth he's not crushed nothing and they go hook's gone hook's gone so my pitch is the croc falls. He goes, I want my mommy. Oh, that was such a good impression of him. Just know that it was a good impression of him. I believe you. It sounded exactly like when he says, I want my mommy in Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> you know that I had to make a Kramer versus Kramer reference. It wouldn't to, be making number two episodes without it. wouldn't get my royalties. Yeah, it's one every 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, he jumps up into the croc's mouth. The croc eats him and he disappears. We open on a man. In a 1980s office building, Wolf of Wall Street style, big office block, desks, uh, bullpen, mm-hmm. waking up, and it's Dustin Hoffman mm-hmm. with short, shitty, balding hair like he has with the Captain Hook wig off, like an ugly 80s mustache, and he has been transported back into his shitty life when he's not Captain Hook. So where was he all these years? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. The only reason I'm asking is because in in Hook, when Peter goes back to Neverland, he is missing from the real world. No, he fell out of a window. That's what I'm saying. And got knocked out. Oh, so, so no time passed? Yeah, like a, like a night passed. And Smee wakes him up and he's like, hey, having trouble with the missus? Okay, so that, that can be a scene so here. So could be he like a dream the office overnight? Yeah. Okay, I love that. So he wakes up and there's a janitor there. And I think the janitor has to be also Bob Hoskins. Yeah, it's also Bob Hoskins being like, hey, you fell asleep overnight having trouble with the missus. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, as, um, as, as, as Wrigley, the, the janitor. And he's like, but I'm, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm Hook. Yeah, but in reality, he's like he's the James, lowest of the low. Right, he's like James pole. Hoke. Because his name is Peter Banning. Yeah. So his name is like Jim Hoke. Yeah, I like that. But I also like that it's like, then you see who comes into the office, and it's a bunch of, like, 25-year-old shitheads who exactly. are just like, oh, old fart back at the desk again. Yeah, like, it's like he's Wolf like, of Wall Street bros. Yeah, and that's why he hates kids so much exactly. in Hook, is because he's like, all these kids, you know what it is, it's Rufio and everybody all grown up. That's amazing, yes. They're all grown up, and they're all, like, and Wall Street fucking assholes. Yes. We're just like, come on, man, you can't hack it, you have to drink. And he's yeah. like, I don't, I don't drink, like, come on, kids. So, yeah, what I'm pitching you is basically a mixture of Wolf of Wall Street meets Glengarry Glen Ross. I mean, I, lo- I love that. Meets but, Hook. But it's, yeah, it's, 
it's not just like a Wolf of Wall Street. It's that like his escapist fantasy is that he's a guy who's a who's pirate charge, who kills kids. Yeah, who kills all these kids. Well, he doesn't kill them. Oh, he kills one of them. Yeah, he like his they intention really is wanna, to kill kids. Yeah, it's a weird the, the the violence in the movie is strange because it's a weird mixture of like let's throw tomatoes at them and let's stab their hearts until they're dead. Yeah, a lot of kids movies have that problem. Yes. I mean, and I don't mean that, like, in, like, the past. I mean, like... Always. Always. Yeah. Like, there will always just be, like, oh, my God, that villain is so funny and weird. Then they're, like, he'll kill somebody. And they'll be, like, anyway... Hellfire. Dark fire. I think he's one of the only villains who is unequivocally just a bad guy. Yeah, and isn't just, like, a... <laughs> yeah, and then, like, oh, my God, he wants to... We're, have... we're talking about Frollo from... Yeah, I'm saying he's now. one of my... I think he's one of the best Disney villains because he doesn't have that weird problem of, like, back and forth between too much violence for such a funny character and then like yeah. also i'm a fun character well the song hellfire good. is like one of the most amazing acting songs i love when he's like um oh shit what's the lyric where he's like um let her be uh, choose me or your pyre and let her be mine and mine hot dog alone in my hot dog alone <laughs> you better release these in uh in chronological they order are. I, already edited, never, I already edited all never have the thing i'm just saying like I'm saying even movies that aren't like for kids will have moments where you're like, that was interestingly much darker than the rest of this film. Sure. Um, interesting. So yes. Okay. So, so he Hoke wakes is up. a man who wants to kill children. Right. So James Hoke is a man who wakes up at his desk and he's been stuck in the same shitty position. They've been trying to get him out the door mm-hmm. and they're saying like, he's this old salesman um, or, you know, whatever it is. You know, and and we're trying to get them out the door and we just, like, can't. And so they have all these young kids who are there. So I guess what's, like, the core conflict of the movie then? Is it that he wants to... Is it that he gets inspired somehow from that dream and he's like, I'm going to become in charge of these kids. I'm going to get these kids fired. Like, I'm going to get them out of here. I mean... James Hook is never... You're saying, like, if he learned something about... James Hook is Nexus dream. Communications. Exactly. <laughs> that, that I do think that is what this movie is. Is that he had this, like, power fantasy dream about being this like this revered pirate in neverland and now that he's back in the real world he's like looking around at all these like shitty kids and is like i can make you scared of me yes i've seen it and because hook he's like you have three days to become peter pan so in this in this he's like i have three days to become james hook exactly and it's friday night and they're like all right everybody happy friday remember on monday we have the reports due and he's like i've got three days i think on monday they're talking about sealing the deal with this client that's going to be a huge commission and he's going to try and swoop in over the weekend and steal that's awesome the commission yeah, so nexus, do we like nexus communication yeah, sure. james hoke is nexus communication yeah and i think that it's like he, he has the weekend to like lightly stalk this client and then like run into them at the golf course and be like oh i fancy meeting you here yeah. do you know what I mean and then like and like butter this guy up so that by monday when they sign the commission Sure, they will come into Connexus Communications to sign the, this huge commission over, but they're not signing it with with the pharma Freddy, pros, right? With with, Freddy, with, uh, uh, with Rufus O. Rufus O. Yeah, they're not going to sign it with Rufus O. They're going to sign Ball. It with, what? <laughs> Isn't his name Thudball? Like his literally name is no literal, clue. His name I think is Thudball. I'm not going to look it up because I'm going to call him Thudball. So his I name is it. is Thurgood Thurgood Ball. Yeah, T H Ball. Yeah, that's good. Uh, T H De Ball. T.H. Duvall. That's very good. <laughs> to me, the reason that he's Captain Hook in his fantasies has nothing to do necessarily with his actual real life 
minus the name. Sure. It's just that, like, if you think about classic stories in the world where the guy's like, I hate children. I, I have the power. I hate children. They are coming to take over. Yeah, and people I'm are scared them. of me. And I, like, you know, and all I want to, and being grown up is a good thing. And yeah. being young forever is a shitty thing. He's like, Captain Hook is like the epitome of that. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it makes sense already that that's his, like, fantasy XB. Yeah, good. XB. I've heard that before, but I don't know what that means. You, we've said this exact conversation on this podcast. No, we haven't. Yeah, we we have. We just cut it, I think. Oh, okay. What does it mean? Like um, a one-for-one comparison of like a character to another character. Oh, so when I say the word analog, I really mean XB. Analog still makes sense. The last time we had this conversation, we were talking about how in Chronicles of Narnia, the lion is basically just Jesus. Yeah. There's very little... Uh, there's very little like, like, oh, I wonder if he was supposed to be like Jesus. He it's had a couple like things was. in common. Like it literally is like he does all. He's he, Jesus. Goes, he goes through all the steps of Jesus, and then is like, I got resurrect- resurrected. Now I'm Jesus. It's and like, then at the end, Aslan is he goes to um to a, a courthouse, and he's like, I'd like to change my name to Jesus. Oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, I think that. So what are some things that Captain Hook does famously, either in Hook or in the Peter Pan story? Because he has to do those things in real life because he has to have learned from his fantasy. He kills the croc. Okay. I think the croc is like... Okay, they go to mini golf and he and he gets in the he gets the hole in one in the croc when he's the only person who's ever done it. That's good. Yeah, like the client is like, I'm not big on... Like, look, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these companies are big on the big golf course, but I like to, I like to see a man by the way he plays mini golf. Because yeah. if you can play mini golf... You can play big golf. That's like um. That's like a a cameo by um. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bob Balaban. <laughs> Honestly, Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban is really great. funny. That's great. Okay. okay. So anyway, yeah, he he. They go to the mini golf course and he's buttering him up the whole time. And, then and at it's the like end, kill the croc and win a free game. Yeah. And it, someone's like, oh, no one's ever, no one's ever no one's done ever that. And, like, and no one's ever killed the croc. And then yeah. you see him go there in the middle of the night and like practice for twelve hours. Yeah. And then the next day he like shows up with Bob Balaban and is like, boop, gets it right in. And it's like free game. And then he goes to Bob Balaban and is like, you deserve it. And the guy's like, oh man, thank you. And he's like, just remember, I go out of my way for my clients. Yeah. This is for you. And he gives him a ball, you know, like to signify the free game yeah. or whatever. What else does Captain Hook do or learn or whatever in the in the course of Peter Pan? He's just kind of a bad dude, right? He 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 in the in the Mary Martin movie, he's like, "Methinks I see a spark, a gleam, a glimmer of a plan." I'm saying, yeah, but like, what he is he poisons plan? a like, cake? Okay, right? He poisons a cake for. Um, he doesn't do this in Hook, but we're we're pulling from the Peter Pan mythos. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. My assumption is. I know that this is a sequel to Hook, but if he was Peter dreaming Pan. all of his life that he is Peter Pan... Right, he knows the James Barry story or whatever. Is it James Barry? J.M. Barry? Uh. Jim Barry? I love Jim Barry in the mask. <laughs> can I say something? <sighs> yeah, I can tell you what you're going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? That you hate Jim Carrey and you can't watch any of his movies because of the way that he acted on Man in the Moon and in that documentary that you saw about the making of Man in the Moon and it's ruined every Jim Carrey. Do you want to know something? What I do you want to know what I was really going to say? Yeah, that I have to pee really badly and I'm going to go right now. <laughs> All right, what should my pot? Okay, I won't use that. What should my wait? What should my podcast be about? I don't, I gotta Please. Anyway, Jim Carrey's uh, actions were reprehensible, <laughs> but I did just have to pee. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out. I mean, I did mean to call you out because I thought I was being clever. Because you really thought I was going to say that? I really thought you were. I thought you were going to say that you could see the panic in my eyes of how badly I had to pee. Oh, no. I did. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I peed. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So he poisons a cake. I think that's an important one. I think the kids on Friday night are like, 
hey old man we're like it's it's Dooley's birthday party Dooley <laughs> it's always sunny uh, yeah, and that's on Sunday night. And he goes to the party and he poisons them on Sunday so that they're late to work on Monday morning. Exactly. And by the time they get in from shitting their brains out, he puts laxative in the cake. Yeah. They, he's already signed the deal that's with great. Nexus Connections. We need, like, one more thing that he's done. He locks up Tinkerbell. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's a little dark. Yeah, he, he captures a... Julia Roberts. A, an 11-year-old girl. That's fucked up. All right. Um, yeah, what's... Yeah, but can't Julia do. Roberts with that short haircut in Hook is so cute. I can tell you what you're going to say. That she's so cute. That you hated Jim Carrey's performance in The Mask ever <laughs> since you saw Man on the Moon. <laughs> you can't hear anyone saying, say smoking. She's never really had short hair again. Yeah, she looks great. She just looks so good with, with a short haircut. She's yeah. so cute. Yeah, she's cute. I love in Hook when she opens up the music box that she's living in, and then it gets snapped closed, and she goes, ah! <laughs> 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 I love in Hook when Tinkerbell crazy. flies up to Hook, and she's like, excuse me. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> I was here yesterday, and I tried to buy some fairy dust from you. And you said, drugs aren't legal here, ma'am. Well, big mistake. Huge. Huge. And then she gets really big and breaks her clock down. What else does he do? I guess he's scared of clocks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So how does this guy get his... Does this guy... Is this a triumphant story? Does this guy get his comeuppance? Honestly, I think he does. I think that he's the hero of our story, whether or not he's a bad guy, and that he has to win somehow. Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. So he... He signs the big account with Nex- Nexus Communications or whatever it was I said called. Nexus Connections. But Nexus yes, Connections. You're right. <laughs> um, Nexus Connections. So he signs the big account. I, I do think we need some sort of like denouement of him either celebrating the win and going back to Never Neverland. Yeah. Or or just something happens that maybe opens the door for another sequel. This is this is what I think. I think if he goes back to Never Neverland as Hook. We just hate him again because that's where we know him as a villain and not as a hero. So we're just like, oh, shit, Captain Hook is back. I fucking hate that guy. Right. But if he goes to a new fantasy world where he's the new big bad villain and we just like see a glimpse of it, of like oh, new fantasy yeah, life, yeah, like, yeah, I think good. we're like, oh, cool. That's good. I think also the assumption as the audience is that he will always fail in his fantasy world because good prevails. But that like in real life, he can like have more scruples or whatever because he's like learning from his yeah his his own personal fantasy where he's a big bad villain. Yeah. So is there another IP that we can pull from? I think it's just being brand new. Like we suddenly see him like on the on the ship of like a like a sci-fi. Yeah, like a like on the deck of like the hollow the hollow sphere. Or yeah, whatever he it has is. like two mechanical like spider legs, and he's walking, and they're like, "Sir, what do we do? We what what do we do? There's there's this this young yeah. you know there's a ship full of these young upstart partiers, and they're blocking the way for the the um for the trade federation." And he goes. Yeah blow them away yeah exactly and oh, no it's dustin hoffman so he's like blow them away it's dustin hoffman so he's like kramer versus kramer <laughs> it's like well yeah give me back my kid i can't do a good dustin hoffman you're doing what's his name you're doing like philip seymour hoffman yeah that's true. you're gonna do your hunger games aren't you i'm gonna do my hunger games all right take Here it away. Goes. say what do we do about katniss you don't need my lead up to do your hunger games i believe she should die but in the right way, at the right time. No, that's bad. Hold on. I believe she should die, but in the right way. No, that's fuck. It's bad. Hold on. I believe she should die, but in the right way, at the right time. We could cut that whole thing if you wanted. I would love to. Okay, great. <laughs> so yeah, he's on the deck of this ship and he's like, blow them away. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah, I think it's the end of the movie. It's like we get to see that he, he gets to live out his crazy fantasy life Yeah. in his mind. And then Bob Hoskin wakes him up again and he's like... You were drooling, sir. 
You he's pissed like, your pants again, he's like, why'd Mr. You follow, Hoka. Why'd you, why'd you follow me home, you weirdo? <laughs> yeah, he's at home. Yeah, he's at home now. He's Mr. like, why'd you Hoka, me you, home, you weirdo? James Hoke, you pissed your pants again, didn't you? And I think he lives in like a shitty little apartment. Yeah. Like now, but like now he's like looking at it being like, now that I got all this money from his commission, I can like finally. Yeah, finally upgrade. Like, yeah, like make my life better. I can finally buy that. Was was Philip Hoffman ever in, not Philip Hoffman, sorry. Was. Philip Seymour Hoffman? No, no. Who's the guy? Who's Dustin actually, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Was Part of the Hoffman Ho- Expanded Universe. Oh my God. That, no wonder I got them both so confused. Yeah. Uh, was Dustin Hoffman ever in Glengarry Glen Ross? Um, I don't know. Let's look it up. Seems like one of those things where, like, of course he'd be in Glengarry Glen Ross, but maybe I'm just thinking of him being adjacent to Al Pacino in most things, and that's why I'm thinking that. Can I do my Al Pacino impression in Heat? <sighs> you can do whatever you want. It's your podcast, and you know what? I can't stop you. He goes, he goes, um, he, he has a couple good ones in Heat, but he's like, he's like, whoa, hold on. What are we doing here? And then he's like, don't waste my motherfucking time. It's crazy that you are on my case so much about being loud, and that was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. All right, I'll cut it. No, don't cut it. Show the world how loud you are. I don't know. I just, sometimes you have to be loud, and the best time to be loud is when you got a great ass, and you got your head all the way up it. This is our impressions podcast. It is no longer about movies or spinning sequels. Yeah, this it's is Marty Scanlon making an impression. Doing an impression. It's called making an impression. Sometimes he'll ask me for a lead up. If I say no, he does the impression anyway. Well, yeah, because you're a stone wall when I ask you for a lead up. Stonewall Jackson. Stone, sorry, Stonewall Jackson. Ooh, you lost the war. Now that's a reference Something I can get behind. that you never thought before. Ha ha. You lost the war. This is now a Marty Scanlon parody so songs from sixth grade podcast. Now that I can get behind. Marty Scanlon's impressions, honestly. It's called Making Number Two Presents Making an Impression. But now there's Marty Scanlon parody songs. I'm just saying that the par- the parody songs are amazing. And the impressions, I like them, but I could do without them. But the, impre- the you revealing your parody songs from sixth grade, the minute you started, I was like, yes, yes. Do you have another one that you like just know off the top of your head? Yeah. Can this segment be called um, Giving You a Parodies? Yes. Okay. I'm um, not going to say D's what because I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> but yes, you can call it that. Okay, a pair of D's. Uh, welcome back to another segment of Making Number Two called A Pair of D's. A Pair of D's. Um, this is a parody of the song Kryptonite uh-huh. from sixth grade. And what, did you, what did you write it for? <laughs> My sisters and I wrote this together. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm so excited. Well, here, let me find the karaoke version of, of Kryptonite. No, no, just. just okay. It's, it's called Pesticide. Okay. I walk around the town just looking for some bugs to spray. They call my 1-800 number every single day. I keep you by my side each morning. It's I'm, I'm skipping, but I keep okay. you by my side each morning, noon, and night. Pesticide, yeah. If I go crazy, then will you still call me Orkin Man? Okay. I did the, I did the harmony. Will you sing the, the harmony with me? What if is I it? go crazy, then will you still... You go, you still call me Orkin Man. Okay. Okay. If I go crazy, then will you, you still, still call me Orkin Man? Yeah, that's good. If bugs are ever alive, I'll just come round with my metal can. I keep you by my side each morning, noon, and night. Pesticide, yeah. Now, what was this in response to? Just We just wrote it. You didn't even like see a pesticide truck? No, I don't think so. Shout out to my sisters, Sarah wow. and Molly, for helping your, me write uh, that. Your brains were wild places. This has been another episode of Parody. Uh, parodies. <laughs> parodies. Uh, parodies songs. And um, 
I, I think that's a good place to end it on, right? We got yeah. we got a general outline of what's happening. Honestly, once we got to you doing your sixth grade parodies, I was done. You were in for the count. That was it. In was, for the count. <laughs> I was in for the count. Um. Any? Oh. Uh. Parting. Parting words. We we're gonna have a new call in segment probably in a couple episodes called making calls to our number. If you haven't heard about that, uh, you can record a voice memo if you have like an anecdote or a um a story or uh, or you know, if we've pitched a movie and you can think of like another part of that sequel that should exist where you're like oh why didn't they say this scene yeah go ahead and just like pitch it yeah keep it short keep it like you know one one to two and a half minutes or so um and give us your name and where you're from and you might get featured on our call-in episode called making calls to our number thank yeah. you Corey lubowicz for the help with our title yeah um parodies parodies and what was the other one making an impression that's very good yeah it is if only if only it was more fun don't be so mean <laughs> you should do an impression now what's your what's your impression Call me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, I'm Marty Scamlin. I'm Allie Gordon. And we'll see you at the movie. Bye. See ya. Don't waste my motherfucking time. Don't waste my motherfucking time.